Welcome to Monster Movie Fun Time Go. I am your host, Precious D. And I am another one of your hosts, Sonny B. (laughs) (laughs) We are two best friends making our way through the history of kaiju movies. We started in 1933 with King Kong. And now here we are in 2023, the 90th anniversary of the release of King Kong, looking at the 1976 remake of King Kong. Yay! A remake now that movies are getting good. (laughs) Uh, This was directed by John Gillerman. John Jacob Jingleheimer Smith. Sure. (laughs) From a screenplay by Lorenzo Semple Jr. produced by Dino De Laurentiis. It is 134 minutes. Oh, God, that's a long <laughs> Cost 24 million and made 90.6 million. Yowza! The cast. The cast. Is Jeff Bridges. I feel like I know Jeff Bridges, right? Yes. Like, I know the name. Tron. Right? Related to Bo Bridges and his father's Lloyd Bridges. He's spicy. <laughs> He plays Jack Prescott. Okay, so this is a remake, but nobody has the same name. Mm-hmm. Even Jack has a different last name. Yeah. Nobody else has even close to that. Which I thought was a good thing. You think? Be- yeah. I thought it was. I found it weird. I thought it was good because it's like it's a remake, but they probably know how bad the first movie was. So they're like, <laughs> it's a classic. We gotta make it better. Yeah, it's a it's that. a classic, but they're like we gotta we gotta shape up these characters a little I just bit. saw no need because some of them are very clearly the same damn character mm-hmm. they just gave him a different name for no reason I could tell uh, Charles Grodin as Fred S. Wilson he is very much the Carl Denham character oh Mr. Wilson <laughs> Jessica Lang in her first film appearance uh, as Dwan Dwan for fuck's sake, I really, that really bothered as me. As not Anne Darrow, as oh Dwan. It's implied, she's a wannabe actress. She and it's implied it. that she changed it, that it was Dawn, it and she is. changed it to Dwan. We never find out her last name. Who gives a shit? John Randolph as Captain Ross. Rene Aubergeois as Roy Begley. You, you have no idea who he is, do you? No, I don't. He was on Benson, he was on Deep Space Nine, he's been in a whole lot of shit, but he's usually playing a much more snooty character oh. than this guy. Okay. Ed Lauter as first mate Carnahan, Julius Harris as crewman Bowen, Jack O'Halloran as Joe Perko. He was in Superman and Superman 2 as Nog. Hmm. Uh, Dennis Fimple as Sunfish, George Moreno as Garcia, Mario Gallo as Timmins, John Leon as Chinese cook. I didn't even notice a Chinese cook. So we do have a Chinese cook, like in the original. 
but I guess he's not, well, they don't make a big deal of him and he doesn't, he's not the real hero of the movie like in the original. Yeah. Which is sad because I really like that guy. Yeah. John Agar is city official. Yes, Charlie. Sid Conrad is Petrox chairman. Kenny Long as Ape Masked Man. Ape Gary Wahlberg is Army General. George Whiteman as Army Helicopter Pilot. Wayne Hefley as Air Force Colonel. Corbin Burnson as reporter number one, uncredited, because he wasn't Corbin Burnson yet. He was just some dude. <laughs> Joe Piscopo <laughs> as reporter number two, also uncredited. Joe Piscopo used to be on Saturday Night Live in the 80s. Nice. Uh, Walt Gorney as subway driver, uncredited. Rick Baker as King Kong, soup performance, uncredited. Peter Cullen as the voice of Kong, uncredited. So they didn't give him a credit, but they gave this weird credit at the end, thanking the people that built the mechanical parts of Kong. <laughs> what are you doing? This hair keeps attacking me. Sorry. <laughs> uh, so in this, instead of stop motion, in this one, we get a combination of a guy in a monkey suit. Mm-hmm. Sorry, ape suit. <laughs> and a giant mechanical hand. Which was well done. Yeah. And I believe they built a giant head for some of the Mm -hmm. close-up stuff. I thought it looked great. In comparison to the first movie, Uh it looks amazing, don't you think? A lot of angry eyebrows, but it looks great. It does. I saw this movie in the theater when it came out. So I saw this one before the original it has a. This was your original. Yeah. I mean, I knew the original existed. Sure. I knew, and I knew... I'd seen enough clips mm-hmm. to know that it was originally Empire State Building, but now it's the World Trade Center because mm-hmm. at the time that was the tallest mm-hmm. build. When the original, the Empire State Building was the tallest building in the world. At the time this one was made, the world, the Twin Towers were the tallest buildings in the world. Uh, <laughs> there was a sequel to this in 1986, 10 years later, called King Kong Lives. Which we will get to when we get to. You look angry about that. <laughs> oh, I'm not angry. I'm just like, why? Why wait ten years? Yeah. And it takes place ten years later. Oh, okay. Well, that's cool. But it's at least there's that. Just weird. It's weird. They make a lot of changes to the plot, and yet the plot is well. They make a lot of changes to the details of the plot. But it's the same. <laughs> but it's the same. Yeah. It. Uh, <laughs> we and we get some moments that are almost exactly the same Mm -hmm. but then other things that i'm like why did you like the names why did you change the names what was the point of that i I kind of liked that it made it made it feel new to me i remember enjoying this movie at the time Mm -hmm. but i was eight years old sure watching it now it kind of (laughs) hurts it's it is 43 years later and yet the movie is somehow maybe more sexist than the original. There's, it's oof, yeah. And it's it, a little awkward. It's not even in times. It's not more racist, but it's maybe not less racist. <laughs> I and like it is it, possibly, it and racist. it was possibly more sexist. Definitely more sexist. The thing is, Jessica Lange. This is what hurt. Jessica Lange is so beautiful in this movie, mm-hmm. and it's her first movie. But she has won and been nominated for so many awards. 
And some of the characters that she's played on, like recently, like on American Horror Story and stuff mm-hmm. like that, are just such incredible, interesting, amazing, complex characters. And to see her playing this dumb bimbo mm. in this movie just made me feel bad. I mean, I you know, she in reality is a young actress at the time and just being given a part in this big, huge movie. This is her first film part and she's the female star of a King Kong it's remake. It's huge. Yeah, yeah this movie so it's, is huge. it's a big deal for her. But it just it cost twenty four million and made ninety point six million. So that's not that's not bad. But it just it just made me feel bad that she was having to do this kind of shitty part. Mm. But it worked out well for her in the end, you know. Yeah. She went on to do a lot of great stuff. She wasn't stuck doing this shit. But she is just such a dumb bimbo, just even more so than Fay Ray was. And every time she brought up astrology zodiac shit i just wanted to vomit but i'm like it's 1974 every it's uh, you know it was just uh, i just hated it (laughs) i hated it but i think it was also kind of a 70s thing making fun of it i think because she's a dumb bimbo we're supposed to think oh she's really into astrology she's a dumb idiot but it was not that it's not still big but in the 70s you know mood rings and (laughs) astrology and holdover hippie shit i don't know do you do you feel the same about any of that um so i didn't it wasn't painful for me to watch right i was like i kind of thought it was funny and maybe a little bit annoying at times what i didn't like about it was just how uncomfortable like some moments got like Uh where she's like in Kong's hand and he's like breathing on her and she's just like she like, yes she gets a weird it gets uncomfortable she gets a weird blowjob from Kong <laughs> he has rinsed her off yeah he, he's rinsed her off under a waterfall <laughs> and then is blowing her dry uh, yeah but she seems to be responding to it in, in a, a sexual very manner sexual way, yeah. so this is another big difference uh folks if you haven't heard our first episode about the original King Kong. Maybe go back and listen yeah, to it. Yeah, this is a good time to revisit that. Yeah. But in the original, Anne is just terrified of Kong mm-hmm. the whole time. Yeah. This is where we start seeing Anne being more sympathetic to Kong in this version. Mm-hmm. And that we get more of that in later versions. I guess we did get a little bit of that in Son of Kong. Mm-hmm. and But it's not Anne. Well, this isn't either. It's Dwan. <laughs> And a little, and also in Mighty Joe Young, right? Well, but he's not. That's not Kong, though. That's true. It's I guess. a totally. It's a much, yeah. yeah. And I'm trying to remember the Japanese versions. How I think we he was kind of the hero in the Japanese versions, but in this one she's not that scared of him, mm-hmm. and there is more of a straight up implication of that there's a romance happening here. Yeah, which I thought was weird because at first it feels like only the people are talking about it. Uh-huh. Like he hasn't done anything to like show that he's like rapey or creepy. And the people just keep saying like that he's like obsessed with her. Yeah. And it's like, and then finally we start seeing it. But at first it's like, why do people keep saying that he's, I don't know. I don't know. Weird. I don't know. But she's kind of see. well, she's, uh she's like oh this will never work out and i'm like what do you think is gonna he does i mean kong did the original did this too a little bit 
pawing at her outfit, taking her out. We get some we get some very brief nudity in this one. Yeah, he does take her outfit like completely off. Yeah. Uh, well, not completely off, but she well, like the, he the takes top. out yeah he takes down her top and then she covers up. Yeah, we see her titty uh, but we second. do also we also see her in the getting out of the shower, shower earlier and uh, let's get to the plot and then we'll get to that shit as we come to it. Okay, sure. But yeah, there's like a three minute scene of just showing her being pretty around the boat. Mm-hmm. It's just weird. And all and it's weird. All the like dudes are like, oh, hey. woo, yeah, yeah, look, it's just like ew. <laughs> We just all want to like rip her in fucking half well, on this ship. They, but they're both leering, but they're also being very respectful at the same time. It's very, they're all bringing her clothes and things, and and. Yeah, but it's the way that she's like. She does flaunt it. Maybe she should cover up. I'm, I'm putting the blame on her. I shouldn't be, but she, uh, you're on a boat full of guys who, who knows how long? Well, they haven't been at sea that long, but still, it doesn't. You maybe want to be discreet. It's. I don't know. It's. It's. It's just awkward. Yeah. It's a little it's a little awkward. Here's the plot from Wikipedia. Thank you, Wikipedia. It's a weird start. In the nineteen seventies, Fred Wilson, I don't know why it starts out that way. <laughs> just because to make clear that's not in the nineteen thirties. So. In the nineteen seventies, Fred Wilson, an executive of the Petrox Oil Company, mm. forms an expedition based on infrared imagery which reveals a previously undiscovered Indian Ocean Island hidden by a permanent cloud bank. So already we have a change here that they're not looking for Kong. They're mm-hmm. not making a movie. It's an oil company. Yeah. But this is a very 70s thing. There was the there was an oil crisis in the 70s, an oil shortage, gasoline shortage. Mm. Um, there was also, I think, first beginning to be concerns about environmental, environmental concerns about oil companies. Mm-hmm. So... This is a very 70s thing to change it to an oil company. Uh, but yeah, he's not looking for Kong. He's looking for oil. Mm-hmm. Wilson believes the island has a huge deposit of oil. Jack Prescott, a primate paleontologist. A, A.K.A. a dirty hippie. Yes. Sneaks <laughs> onto the expedition's vessel and attempts to warn the team against traveling to the island, citing an ominous final message about the roar of the greatest beast from previous doomed explorers. Uh, he also mentions a thing about uh, some sailor who wrote a message about God have mercy on the bride of the beast. I don't remember the exact line. Mm-hmm. but And he, in, in that, he calls it the island of the skull. Yeah. So I was like, oh. Yeah. Uh. But nobody ever, they don't call it Skull Island at any mm-hmm. point in the rest of the movie. And I don't think we see a skull-like mm-hmm. shape because they couldn't be bothered. <laughs> Anyway, Wilson Wilson orders Prescott locked up. Th- this was interesting. When he he's he's they're loading up the boat and giving us some exposition, and Jack is getting out of a cab and is acting like he's drunk, and pulls out his ID in front of the guard and drops a wad of money on the ground, and the guard doesn't tell him. He puts his foot on it and he's like, "Okay, go." And I'm like, well, what an asshole. But then it turns out that he did that on purpose. He's not drunk. Uh-huh. He did that on purpose because he's trying to sneak onto the boat. So he wants the guard to be distracted by the money and not look at his ID, ID and let him in. So that was actually kind of clever. Yeah, it really was. And then, but somehow nobody sees him jumping onto the boat, even though there's some dudes right there. They just have their back turned. Anyway, Will, so Wilson, Fred, he, he thinks he's an industrial spy from another oil company. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And doesn't believe him. Uh, so he has him locked up. 
Wilson eventually makes Prescott the expedition's photographer, so he eventually gets some confirmation of who he is over the fax machine or whatever. The ship happens upon a life raft, which carries the beautiful and unconscious Dwan. They do hear a distress call at one point earlier. We hear them talking about yeah, this, like but they it. can't find it. Mm-hmm. We, it, it. We heard it, and then it went away. So when we find her, we realize, okay, that's... Where the call's cool. coming from. Uh, <laughs> upon waking, Dwan tells Prescott <sighs> that she's an inspi- aspiring actress who was aboard a director's yacht, which suddenly exploded. They never really explained that. Mm-hmm. During the rest of the ship's voyage, Prescott and Dwan become attracted to each other. Yeah, the rescue of her is just so weird. There is a little bit of one of the guys wants to, I've got first aid skills, I I should examine her. And they're like, I guess you're going to have to take her clothes off for that, huh? He's like, well, I've got to make sure she's not, but like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. But Was there an undress her joke? Yes, there was. Throughout most of this movie, Jessica Lange is basically doing a Marilyn Monroe impersonation. Oh, is that what it is? Okay. Yes, that was yeah, that was my sense. assessment. Yes, she wasn't imitating Faye Ray. She was imitating mm-hmm. Marilyn Monroe mm-hmm. or the image of Marilyn Monroe. Mm-hmm. She mentions that her life was saved by a movie. The reason she was on the deck and survived the explosion is because the, she was on this yacht with some producer who was offering or director who was offering her a part in the movie. And he was showing a movie below decks to the rest of the guests, which was Deep Throat. Yeah, yeah, I was like, whose life was saved by Deep Throat? So not by the by the film Deep Throat. Okay. Not by the act of. Uh, yeah, I thought. That Are you familiar with this movie? No. Have you heard of it? It's a, it's a famous pornographic movie from the seventies. In that, for some reason, I don't know the whole history of it, but Linda Lovelace was the star. Okay. And this was a. You know, back when you had to actually go to a movie theater, if you didn't have a home projector, (laughs) a little eight millimeter projector, you went to a movie theater to watch pornography. And for some reason, this particular film got national exposure. Everybody heard about it. Everybody was talking about it. And was it Deep Throat film? The title of the film was Deep Throat. We don't need to go into the plot. Of the film and why it's called that. There's a specific reason why it's called that. Uh-huh. But Linda Lovelace uh-huh. became very famous because of this movie. There's been a movie made about her, and you know, a biopic made about her. So everybody would have understood what this was a reference to. So basically, he was showing everybody a porno, the famous porno that everybody's heard of, and she didn't want to watch it. So she went up on the deck and somehow the, and the ship exploded, but she was thrown clear because she wasn't down there watching the movie with the rest of them. Yeah, I, I thought that's what it said, but I was like, surely there was like lifeboat. No, not deep throat. No, she did. She did say deep throat because I even like put question marks like what? Yes, I, I had a feeling you were not going to understand what that yeah, was. Yeah, I did not. Thank you for explaining. Uh, yeah, then she's like, maybe my look has changed. And there's yeah. this montage of them doing, like, boat shit. Yeah. So she was just in this sort of sexy cocktail dress in the lifeboat. Mm-hmm. So we do get some scenes of the crew donating clothes, spare shirts, and she's wearing somebody's khaki pants rolled up. Mm-hmm. And we get, like, three to five minutes of her just being pretty – on and around different parts of the boat while this 
string quartet plays soft music and everybody on the boat is falling in love with her. Yeah. Even to an extent, Fred, who specifically says, hey, hey I'm, I'm a married. married. I'm a married man. You're like, oh, maybe just a little. So I'll bit. just look. Just, I'm just, just going to. Just the tip. Yeah. <laughs> but Prescott was the one who spotted her. Mm-hmm. So Saved she's her. particularly yeah. thankful to him because he was the one that spotted the. And he also is a god. He's the best looking god. one. Yeah. Best looking guy on this show. He's gorgeous. He's a dirty hippie. Mm, uh, mm. He, Jeff Bridges is a nice looking guy. He is a nice looking guy. I was like, wow, I am attracted to this man. Yeah, you've seen him in stuff. He's an old man now, but he's still yeah, he holding up well. Him now. He, he, he's holding up well. Did you see the most recent Tron? Yeah. He's been in stuff more recently than that. But yeah, because that was like a while back. That was like 2011. I don't, or I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> Yeah, that was a while back. Uh, upon arriving at the island, the team discovers a primitive oh, tribe. Well, yes. Spicy shower scene. Oh, yeah. So, dur- well, during scene. this montage, we do see Dawn get out see of her through, you know, lawn. we see her silhouette through the glass of the shower, and then she gets out and puts the towel on, but mm-hmm. it is completely gratuitous. We see, like, a little 70s. bit of side butt. Yeah, because it's the 70s, and it's a PG movie, so there's got to be a little bit of... <laughs> little bit of skin uh upon arriving at the island the team discovers a primitive tribe of indigenous peoples who live within the confines of a gigantic wall built to protect them from a mysterious god known as kong when they first see it um well they don't want there to be any people on this island because they're planning to just take all its resources Mm -hmm. and what's his name charles groden is just like Ah, this is an ancient ruin. There's no people here. And, and Jack is Jeez. like, no, like, well, maybe it was built a long time ago, but it was fixed within the last six months. Look at this fresh mud here and everything. <laughs> and he's like, and he's like, no, nah, this you're full of shit. There's no people here. And then we immediately hear drums. And yeah. she's like, wah, wah. That's awesome. So this part is very much like the original movie in that they come and see the natives having the Bride of Kong ceremony and the big wall keeping Kong out. Mm-hmm. The team finds that while there is a large deposit of oil, it is of such low quality that it's unusable. Well, they don't actually find that part out later, until a little bit later. The natives kidnap Dwan, drug her, and offer her as a sacrifice to Kong. So this is also like this whole scene is almost just like the original movie. Mm-hmm. In that they're having the ceremony. It's interrupted by the white guys. They see the white woman. The chief like, wants to ooh, trade yeah, six of his. Yeah. He wants to trade six of his women for her. They say no. They, but they can't really communicate with them in this one, right? Because he's just like, I got In the original, one of the captain was actually translating. Yeah, but in this one, no. In this one, Jack is just intuiting. Guessing. Yeah. yeah. He, he's intuiting what they mean, but he doesn't know their actual individual words. Mm-hmm. Um, but they do chant Kong, Kong, Yes, Kong. yes. And he seems to have some vague idea. Well, we, he talked about the various historical things he'd found out about this island. Mm-hmm. Um, some friend tipped him off that they were going to that island. That's why he uh, oh, stowed yeah. away. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, they go back to the, they scare off the natives with their guns, go back to the boat, and the natives come kidnap her off the boat. All yeah. of that is almost just like, but in the original, there wasn't quite so blatantly, hey, we want to 
you meet me in your room later and we yeah, can Yeah, she bone. was like, she was like very like Jack and Rose, like take me to the middle of the boat and yeah. bang me in a He's, car somewhere. Jack's good. Jack's playing. She's just hanging. So at the bottom of the, there's the steps that lead from the deck down to the water where their little rowboats to go to the island from the main ship are. And there's a little platform they put there. And she's just hanging out down there mm-hmm. <laughs> like a dummy. And Jack comes down. He's going to steal a boat and go back to the island to do some primate paleontology shit. shit. <laughs> and uh, she's like, oh, really? I was hoping we could bone later. <laughs> and he's like, well, I, I might have enough time to do you before I steal this boat. So let, let me go, go freshen up. Let me go finish stealing some more supplies and then I'll meet you in my room in your room down here back down here at yeah. the bottom of these stairs no he says I'm, I'm, <laughs> he says i'll be disappointed if you're here when i come back and she's like what he's like because i'm hoping you'll be waiting for me in my room or your room or whichever anyway he goes they come they they just come by and yoink <laughs> jack comes back with the stolen supplies and she has ripped the Notice, necklace yes. off of one of the yoinkers. Yeah, realizes that there's a, a <laughs> necklace there and figures out what's happened. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Then they do they drug Dawn up because yeah, there's we like, don't see it, but she has clearly been drugged. Yeah, and, and it's possible that the original intended bride has also been drugged to keep her calm because she mm. knows that she's gonna. Yeah, she knows be. what's gonna happen. Well, we never do find out what any what of the Kongs. Happens. We never find out what any of the Kongs do with their so-called brides. We don't know. But I still like to think they're all living in their own tribe on the other side of the wall. But they're, they, it's insinuated that it's not a good thing and that it's a little rapey. Well, but he's too big for that to have any You well yeah, that's what you would think. He but might just still, he might just still eat them. Like, he might just eat them, he might just use them as dolls, he might pop their heads off and drink their blood. We don't know. He really don't. But I like to think that he Plays with them for a while, lets them, and gets bored, and they go off, and they go off and form their own little tribe outside the wall and fight dinosaurs. No dinosaurs in this version. There's a giant snake. Yeah, giant snake. But there's no dinosaurs, which Mm. is the lame. But also, it does make more sense because, as I said in the past, the discovery of dinosaurs is really more important than the discovery (laughs) of Kong. Uh, upon, let's see. Um, yeah, so they're like marching Dwan up to yeah. Kong to sacrifice, and she's just like, like, yeah. Ooh, <laughs> the, the, natives, the natives kidnap Dwan, drug her, and offer her as a sacrifice to Kong. A monumental ape grabs Dawn from the altar and departs back into the jungle. The sounds of the trees breaking uh-huh. and like Kong sniffing before you see him is like gold. It's really good. <laughs> Because they, they just show you, like, little camera views. Like, they just show, like, his eyes, you know? Yeah. And then it's, like, more trees breaking. And, like, him, like... <laughs> and then, like, they show, show, like, his feet. It just, like, shows him in pieces. And I really liked that. I thought it was really great. 
Uh, although an awesome and terrifying sight, the soft-hearted Kong quickly becomes tamed by Duan, whose rambling monologue calms and fascinates the monstrous beast. <laughs> After she falls in the mud, Kong takes Duan back to a waterfall to wash herself and then uses great gusts of his warm breath to dry her. Here's the, this is the blowjob we were talking yeah, about. Yeah, she's very... And she's like, oh, Moving around yeah, very sensually. Oh, yes, it's bizarre. Mm, that's really weird. Because she should be going, oh my god, that Your breath. breath. <laughs> so stinky. In the meantime, Prescott... and Fr- It's so funny, though, the way his cheeks puff out. It is really funny. I don't know if at this point if it's the giant head or they just put something in the mask that the human is wearing, but his cheeks really puff out mm-hmm. like like Dizzy Gillespie size. It's, to... it's really goofy. Like, also, at one point, she calls him a chauvinist pig, and I was like, what the hell, Don? He's, a, he's an ape. He... And what makes him a chauvinist? I don't know. Because he can just thinks he can just... She's like, choke on me! Eat me and choke on me! <laughs> chauvinist pig! And I was like, whoa, Dewan! Uh... Where is this coming from? <laughs> In the meantime, Prescott and first mate Carnahan lead a rescue mission to save Duan. The rescue party encounters Kong while crossing a log bridge over a ravine, and Kong rolls the huge log, sending Carnahan and the rest of the sailors falling to their deaths. That was pretty cool. Like I like how you individually picked one of like yeah. picked them off one by one yeah. on the log. Uh, but this is another case of bad math. They lose what? Four or five guys trying to rescue one woman. Uh, Prescott and Bowen are the only ones to survive. Prescott manages to jump off the Kong side of the log and the other guy jumps off the far side. Kong takes Duan to his lair. A giant snake appears and attacks the pair. And while Kong dispatches the snake, Prescott escapes with Duan. Kong chases the pair back to the native village, only to fall into a pit trap and be smothered with chloroform. So they they kind of they left out a little bit here. Charles Grodin, Fred, when he realizes that the oil's no good, he has told the company already. He's staked his whole career on this. And he's told the company, oh, yeah, there's definitely oil here. It's going to be just the biggest ever. When it turns out the oil's not good, he gets the idea that I'll kidnap Kong Mm -hmm. and take him back and sort of make him a mascot for the company, and that'll be worth money. He compares it to Exxon saying, we'll put a tiger in your tank. That was an an old ad campaign they had. We'll put Kong in your tank? I don't know. We'll put a giant gorilla in your tank. So he orders an airdrop of some supplies, including big barrels of chloroform, (laughs) (laughs) which apparently the oil company says, sure. Oh, yeah, no problem. Yeah. We'll send it right down. Where was that? Skull Island, you said? Yeah. What did you need it for? Never mind. Don't worry. (laughs) Uh, Without any of the promised new oil, Wilson decides to transport Kong to America as a promotional gimmick for his company. But we uh, see... Duan, topless, she sees Jack. Yep. She's like, oh my god, Jack! Runs up. He's not even like, why are your titties out? He just <laughs> takes his shirt off like a gentleman, puts his shirt around her. Yep. But we do get some good side boob. <laughs> when they finally reach New York City, Kong is put on display in a Beauty and the Beast farce, bound in chains with a large crown on his head. But instead of doing it in a Broadway theater, they're doing it like on the tarmac of an airport or someplace. Mm-hmm. And they put on this whole, oh my God. So they're sort of reenacting. And it seems to just be a crowd of mostly reporters, though. 
it seems to be more of a press event than a public event. But I think they're filming it all and taking pictures. They're sort of reenacting her being tied up at the wall. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. they, they open the wall and wheel out a gigantic gas pump. Oh, God. Because this is all, you know, for Petrox. Mm-hmm. And, and Fred is doing announcer shit while all this is going on. And then they, I can't remember how they do it, but the, the pump goes away and Kong is inside in a lame-ass cage with a giant crown on his head. I don't know how they got him in. I know. In. I was like, how did they get the crown? How did they get him in there? How did they get the crown on him? Why? How did they get to stay on him? And then she, why does she say in this, she's like, hey, Kong, remember me? Your blind date. I know, that's so weird. What? She, was that on the boat? There's a point on the boat where Kong starts is flipping out. Oh, I think that is. And on they the were boat, and the yeah. captain of the boat decides he's gonna just have to drown him because before he sinks the boat. Mm-hmm. And Dwan decides to save him. To calm him down. Yeah, she is so grateful for him killing the snake that she's over doesn't care about the four or five guys that he killed. And the natives that he apparently regularly kills. <laughs> and at one point, uh, oh, there's this weird thing before they get to New York. Fred is like, uh, so you two kids thinking about getting married? Oh, God, this is so awkward. And she's like, oh, what do you say, Jack? And Jack's kind of like, uh, maybe. <laughs> well, I think Jack has a hesitation because he thinks that she wants stuff that he can't give her. He, th- he thinks she's a, a vapid gold digger. <laughs> He's kind of in love with her, but he also thinks, I'm just an adjunct professor. I can't give her the furs and diamonds and the shit that she wants. So he's hesitant to say, sure, let's get married, the person I met a week ago. <laughs> <laughs> I, but, I, you know, they're on, movie like, t- they're on movie time. For so. sure, for sure. I thought it was like he was in love with her, but he was like, is she a dumb bimbo? Right. Or... Is this love or just lust? Yeah, is this love <laughs> or is like she... Because there's one point where she, at, before they go to New York, yeah. uh, where the three of them are talking, yeah. the bad guy and the... <laughs> Fred. The oil guy, yeah, Fred and the, the two of them, and... She's like, uh, she, basically, Jack is saying like, we we need to do the right thing. Yeah. And she's like, okay. And then he tell Fred tells her, if you leave, you'll never book anything else right. again. You right. have to, basically. And so I felt like it wasn't that he was. Oh no, like, I th- that's give when they're something. in. That's when they're in New York. Oh okay. But at this part where he's saying, are they going to get married? He's asking. He's like, maybe there's some way we could get Kong to officiate oh, or give away yeah, the bride, give away the, the, bride. Give away the bride. And, and they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? I was like, ah, that's a dumb idea. Yeah. But then at that point, he's like, uh, Jack's being hesitant. He just, he's like, well, maybe we shouldn't be doing this. This is wrong. Right. This is bad. And she's like, yeah, maybe. And he's like, hey, he tried to rape you. Yeah. I was like, what? And she's like, no. And he's like, look, honey, he tried to rape you. And I'm like, what? I know. No, he I kidnapped know. her. Yeah. He did disrobe her. And then a little bit later, he even says, uh, I think that ape had the right idea. And I was like, "Yeah, not... he's going to rape her? <laughs> like, what do you mean? Why would you say that? Did like, Jack say that? No, Fred. Fred said that. Because Jack also says something about Kong. 
having the right or something. Ooh, just well, just that. Hey, you're hot. I like Kong. I also find you attractive. Gross. But Kong at no point displayed no. an erection and put it anywhere near her. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just a weird thing to say. Yeah, it's super, super weird. And it would not have been physically possible. Right. Yeah, I thought Jack was, it wasn't like, oh, I can't give you the things. It was like, I don't know if you're genuine, you're a good person or not. And I felt like it was because of those like few small there is, there is Yeah, there's, there's that too. <laughs> Uh, so anyway they eventually get back to new york and then they're doing the whole thing and the reporters for some reason just start running up the steps to where she's pretend tied up and start taking pictures and stuff Mm -hmm. this they have to know this is they're very unprofessional reporters they're putting on a show and they just start running in onto the set Mm -hmm. taking pictures and jack's like no wait that's yeah, you're, you're gonna. You, he's gonna think. Don't push her around. So, but this is what you were talking about. Though. Jack was supposed to be part of this show, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Nope, I'm not gonna do it." He's like, "Where's your tuxedo?" Where do you? He's like, "I can't do it. I'm not gonna do it." Yeah. And uh, he's like, well, "Give me back the money." <laughs> he said, "I donated it in your name to the to the Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Kong or something, <laughs> the SPCA's Free Kong Fund or some shit." And he's like, "Sue me." And yeah, Dwan has second thoughts, but he tells her, you'll never, I'll mm. make sure you never work in this town again. Yeah. Because he's a dick like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, the reporters, it freaks Kong out. So Jack's still hanging around watching. And he's like, no, wait, Kong's going to, th-. Kong starts freaking out. And Start Fred's like, smashing people. Fred's doing like, do not worry, folks. <laughs> that cage is unbreakable. And he instantly breaks it. <laughs> 100% escape proof black. <laughs> and uh, he starts tearing shit up. Stomping through the city, yep. stomping on people, he throwing people around. Breaks free of his bonds and goes on a rampage throughout the city. In the commotion, Wilson is killed when Kong steps on him. Smash. We don't get to see him squish or blood coming out of his <laughs> from beneath his feet or anything like that. But yeah, he's clearly gets stepped on. Mm-hmm. So that's a that's a change. Denim does not get killed in the original version. Yeah. Uh, the ape also destroys an elevated train in a search for Dwan. Trains and power lines. Classic, yep, yep. classic. Prescott and Dwan flee across the Queensboro Bridge to Manhattan while Kong pursues them. Prescott calls the military and in return for <laughs> like a promise. <laughs> In return for a promise that Kong will be captured because he's on like a public payphone, and I guess the yellow pages just list the military. <laughs> yes, uh, get me the, the military. You see, folks, there was a time when there were public payphones everywhere, and they would have a copy of the uh, directory, the television. You used to have to look up numbers in a book. <laughs> The white pages were for residential numbers and the yellow pages were Businesses. business numbers. And government agencies might be on those or they might be on blue pages. I don't know. Anyway, he just looked up the military and called them. <laughs> oh, my gosh. When Kong sees the, like, potential Dawn, uh-huh. like, picks her up, but it's, like, not actually Dawn. He just, like, chunks her. Like, <laughs> he's like, Dawn? Dawn? Nah. Uh-huh. And the girl's just like, ah! I think I missed that part. What? Well, I uh, I was having internet issues and I was watching. I had to watch it on my phone. Oh, yeah, dude. For some reason, I don't have a physical copy of this movie. I have a digital copy. I'm surprised. And we had 
had uh well i think it was pretty cheap on voodoo or whatever and so but now i need to get a physical copy Mm -hmm. just for backup uh anyway i ended up having to watch most of it on my phone so i might have missed that part dang well there's like a little blonde girl in like a similar gown it's a little bit longer right and she's faced away from kong and he's like oh like he sees her and he like walks over he picks her up turns her around it's not donnie just throws her (laughs) but they do this there's this whole weird part though when they get to manhattan and they're trying to run away and duan's just like jack buy me a drink (laughs) he's like what come on buy me a drink because she's such a goddamn dumb bimbo she convinces him to go into a bar the military has announced that looters will be shot <laughs> they go into an abandoned bar she picks up some fur coat that some poor patron has left because they ran away from the <laughs> rampaging ape they get some drinks and they just waste a bunch of time hanging out in this bar but apparently kong's sense of smell is so good <laughs> that he finds her and reaches through the door of the bar and grabs her and while Prescott's on the phone, so he when he sees the, when Jack sees the twin towers, he's like, and the moon, he's like that scene looks familiar, and then later he he realizes there was some natural formations on Kong's Island near his lair that looked similar, similar from that angle. So he deduces that Kong is going to head to the World Trade Center. Mm -hmm. And this is what he tells the military. If they promise, I'll tell you where he's going if you promise not to kill him. Just get a net and drop it on him. Kong locates Dwan and takes her. He begins to make his way to the World Trade Center with Jack and the military in hot pursuit. In the climax, Kong climbs the south tower of the World Trade Center. After being attacked by men with flamethrowers while standing on the roof. Look, it takes a while. It takes a while to get to the top of the World Trade Center. At the at the beginning of this kind of like moment, where I'm like, okay, we're gonna get the moment. There uh-huh. was still like 25 minutes left of the movie. No, I mean in reality, the soldiers got to the top of the World Trade Center. I think faster than they oh. maybe could have. Oh. And so does, does Jack get up there too? Yeah, he does, but he's in a, the other building. Yeah, so he's watching dumb, dumb. from the other building in a wind like from the. So window. I've been I when it was still there. I've been not all the way to the top, but to some, some, depending on the weather, the observation deck on the actual top might be closed. So I went up as high as you could go that day. Mm -hmm. So I've been near the top of the World Trade Center. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying it's quite a bit of an elevator ride. (laughs) I guess the military guys didn't have to wait in line, though. (laughs) The building was empty, so they just zipped right up. Anyway, they get up there with flamethrowers and start attacking Kong. So he leaps across to the North Tower. Then he is attacked by military helicopters while Don is trying to stop them. Which you know what it is, Kong and the helicopters. Yeah. Swat, swat, swat. Though I think he only knocks down one of them. Only one. Because the original Kong took out, what, three or four planes? Mm-hmm. Uh, these guys, guys just fill him full of lead. He seems to me to die faster than the original Kong did. Mm-hmm. And it's a little more bloody. Yeah. And it's much darker, too. Mm-hmm. So we... And Don's like, no, hold on to me. They're going to kill you. Yeah. I love you. Uh, I want to be with you anyway. The fatally injured Kong falls from the roof. So first he lays down dead on the roof. Mm-hmm. It's been a long time since I had seen it, so I was like, well, that's weird. I don't remember it. But then he kind of rolls off the roof mm-hmm. and falls all the way down to land on the ground. He falls from the roof to the World Trade Center Plaza where he dies from his injuries. Or does he? Because in 10 years we'll find out <laughs> that he's not, that he was only mostly dead. <laughs> Duan 
is bombarded by a sea of photographers because some because she has gotten down to the bottom really very quickly. Quick. Very, very quickly. She and Jack both are down there. The crowd is so big, though, that Dwan can't even get close to Jack. She stands still and is photographed relentlessly by reporters while Kong lies dead in a pool of blood and broken concrete. So this ending is a bit different in that, well, there's no denim saying there. No, twas beauty killed the beast. We do get some beauty beast stuff, but it's not exactly that yeah. line, and it's just kind of yeah. thrown in there a little bit. But the weird thing is, so Jack had already had this hesitation about them being a couple because their life goals were different. Uh-huh. And at this moment, she's near Kong, but she's yelling out for Jack. And he's trying to get to her. And all the photographers, they're not photographing the dead giant ape. They're photographing the crying hot babe. Uh And Jack's trying to get to her and then stops trying to get to her. And just watches the photographers taking pictures of her. And seems to make this decision to... Let her go. It's kind of like he's like, oh, this is the fame that she wanted. Even though she is, she's not wanting it at that moment and she's not enjoying she's like it. But yeah. Jack kind of steps back and seems to make a decision to let go because now because he knows now she's going to be famous and be beyond him. Beyond I thought him. they eventually got to each no, other. No, no. It, it pulls back. With the with the reporters crowded around her, taking flashes of her, and Kong just dead in the background, and most of the reporters are ignoring Kong, and taking yeah. pictures of her. No, he doesn't. He doesn't get to her. He stops trying to get to her and just watches her become world famous in this moment. So it's very, it's more grim than the original because Jack and and Dwan. Jack and Fay Ray uh, and Daryl do seem to be to end up together at mm-hmm. the at the end, and it doesn't look like that's what's going to happen with this Jack and Dwan. Dang. Yeah, it's 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 kind of weird. I mean, it's sad that that Kong dies, but I think it's also sad that the humans don't get any. I mean, they maybe that's the point they're trying to make because in the original, well, we killed this possibly one of a kind giant ape <laughs> but at least we get to get be together and Den- denim is kind of off the hook and we find out in son of kong he's not completely off the hook but yeah. i guess the, what i'm saying is that there's consequences for the humans in this one when there really aren't in the original mm-hmm. they don't get to be happy after having done this to kong <laughs> so there you go damn yeah well, I will say that I thought it was so much better than the original. And even with that being said, eh. <laughs> it was good. I really liked it a lot better. There were things I liked about it. I really enjoyed the experience. I enjoyed watching the movie. I can see why it's like a big movie. Uh-huh. Why And it was really good. But I just still, it's like maybe like three stars from me. Like yeah. I'm just like, ugh. Yeah, I'm not sure I actually liked it better especially because it's a remake i'm not sure it added that much to the original Mm. and was just surprised at how sexist it was so many years later Mm -hmm. hadn't really moved forward as much as i would have expected Mm -hmm. so love your bimbos out there they need love too (laughs) bimbos need love too too. (laughs) and if you don't love your bimbo 
I will. <laughs> so you say it's not her fault. She's a big dummy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I think I'm only going to give it a three yeah, as for well. Sure. But. Yeah, when I was eight years old, I thought it was pretty great. Yeah, like I, it's I really felt weird trying to rate this movie after I watched it because I was like, I liked it so much better than the original. I really do think it's a better, like it's probably the best remake that I've ever seen. I just think it's way better, but I still just didn't really <laughs> like it that much. I did enjoy it. I enjoy it. I definitely recommend it. I think everyone should watch it, especially like. You know, going into the today's Kong, yeah. today's Kong Godzilla stuff, but eh. Now, the poster for this movie showed Kong astride the World Trade Centers, like one foot on one tower and the other foot on the other tower. It made him out mm. to be much bigger. And uh, a film we did a couple weeks ago, Godzilla versus Megalon, mm. it wasn't released in the U.S. until like 1979. Mm-hmm. And when it was, the movie poster showed Godzilla and Megalon on the two towers, one on one tower and one on the Ugh. other one, very much ripping off the poster for this movie because they are not anywhere near the World Trade Center at any point in that film. Wow. But they yeah, they were just trying to cash in on it, mm-hmm. rip off this movie's promotional materials. So there you go, the film that launched Jessica Lange's yeah. career. Jessica Lange, you're so fine, girl. She, she, she was... She was nice to look at in this movie but care. i couldn't i, I couldn't i could <laughs> i could not have talked to her from i could not have talked to her character for more than five minutes without losing my mind you don't have to you just blow on her <laughs> <laughs> it's just like like an herbal essence commercial like, yes, <laughs> there you go yes. there you go uh folks uh if you enjoy the show maybe consider supporting us on patreon yeah Patreon.com slash MMFTG. MMFTG. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and all the things. Letterboxed. We're on Letterboxed as well, yeah. Yeah, follow us on there. Mm -hmm. Make your own account. You should be on Letterboxed if you're not. Yeah, it's really cool. You can rate these movies there as well. That's going to wrap it up for this week, though. So... (laughs) Until next time, I have been Precious D. And I have been Honey Bee. Remember to keep calm and take shelter in basements. And please, don't misuse science. We won't see you, but you will hear us next time on Monster Movie Fun Time Go. Love you, bimbos. You've been listening to Monster Movie Fun Time Go. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review us on your podcasting platform of choice. Our theme song is by the Texacato folk rock punk featuring Lita Lopez. You can support the show, find links to our social media, and even leave us a voice message at anchor.fm slash mmftg.